Want the same expert advice you get from the pros in the store while shopping online at DiscountTire.com? Meet Treadwell, your personal online tire guide that matches you with the perfect tire for your vehicle. Get your best match in one minute or less with Treadwell by Discount Tire. In a fast-paced world, every day brings new challenges and new opportunities. At Strayer University, we know a thing or two about getting and staying ahead of change. For over 130 years, we've been providing students like you with innovative tools and customized support. So you can find your way forward and always keep striving. Visit Strayer.edu to learn more. Strayer University is certified to operate in Virginia by CHEV and has many campuses, including at 2121 15th Street North in Arlington, Virginia. Let the word go forth. Fool me once. Are you fired up? I'm not a crook. Are you ready to go? Shame on Shame on you. It's Abe Lincoln's Top Hat, hosted by Ben Kissel. Boom, you can't get fooled again. Hey, what's up, everyone? How you doing? Ben Kissel here with you, along with Marcus Parks. Hello. How you doing, Marcus? I'm doing good, man. Re- ready for the big wedding this weekend. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. We'll be, we're going to be going to the official last podcast network yes. wedding in sunny Tampa, Florida. It'll be, uh, we'll get the let out. Uh, make no mistake <laughs> about that. Drive time radio. Um, all right. Well, speaking of Florida, we will be there this weekend. They just got hit hard. Mexico Beach specifically Oof. and uh, the Florida Panhandle, they got hit with a category category four and then it moved and then it moved up Mm -hmm. became a category two and this storm is still going across the country so uh best wishes to everybody out there stay safe do the best you can um because my god these storms just seem to be getting worse and worse they are they say they've never had or this is the worst storm in that area since 1850 so we're going old school with it oh yeah well i was uh listening to a report the other day about the hurricane itself and while we can very much uh, track the movement of hurricanes. Yeah. What we can't track is how intense they're going to be. Mm-hmm. Uh, because once that hurricane, Hurricane Michael, right? This is Hurricane Michael. Once Hurricane Michael hit the warm water of the Gulf, that's when it increased in intensity mm. to a Category 4. And we can't predict that sort of thing. Right. We absolutely can't predict it. And it's it's devastating for the entire region. So, again, uh, everyone, I hope you're st- safe out there. To my understanding, there's been two deaths yeah. but of course these things add up over time specifically in that area you have a lot of elderly people and uh, if you didn't get out who knows sickness disease and uh, how long this goes on for it'll be multiple months of rebuilding so of course uh, Donald Trump today and I'm going to break down the Senate races and some governor races a little bit later on here in the show but just talking about the storm again Donald Trump today he was down there on the front lines he was talking to the American people about the devastation he was hugging babies and kissing people Mm. and saying, I hope everything's fine. Oh, he wasn't doing that. Never mind. Uh, (laughs) Donald Trump today decided to be with Kanye West Uh instead because he wants to live the 13-year-old version of a presidency, (laughs) and he wants to meet with all of the big celebrities that like him. And that was also after he uh, had a nice phone call, nice long phone call with his best friends, Fox and Friends. Of course. Yeah, that was uh, that's how we started his day. Best friends, Marcus. (laughs) It's Fox and Friends. Of course. So yes, he is absolutely doing his presidential duties today, Colin. 
CNN and complaining on a uh, cable talk show uh, and then having uh, lunch with celebrities. If you can't be a president in your underwear, when can you be? Okay? <laughs> you know he's not wearing pants during those phone calls. No. Uh, I also want to talk about a Washington Post journalist who was killed uh, in Saudi Arabia, Jamal Khashoggi, and I'm sure I'm butchering that name and I apologize. He was murdered um, and a lot of people suspect the crown prince of Saudi Arabia, Muhammad bin Salman, as the major perpetrator. He did not like this Washington Post journalist. This man is an American citizen. He actually lived in Virginia. Donald Trump not completely silent on this. As a matter of fact, he sided with the Saudis. So, you know, they killed 3,000 on 9-11. I guess we should give them one more. Why not? Yeah. So I want to talk a little bit about that because that story is pretty insane. And it really should be, under any normal circumstance, a national incident. Yeah. But once again, Donald Trump today, this is Thursday, meeting with Kanye West at the White House. They are right now, this is around 2.30 in the afternoon here, uh, Eastern Standard Time. They are right now having lunch. And you wonder again, the devastation in Florida, Saudi Arabia killing a United States citizen. Um, what else is going on? <laughs> um, well, anyway. Uh, uh, so, oh, yeah, the tax return story that uh, oh, was, a, was a yeah. blip uh, on uh, yes. on the uh, general public. You know, I think it was in and out in a day. Right. Uh, we have Florida uh, completely devastated. We have the Saudi Arabians killing a United States citizen. And Donald Trump currently dining with Kanye West, Jared Kushner, Ivanka Trump, uh, Hall of Fame running back Jim Brown. Hey, Jim Brown's great. Still at it. <laughs> yeah. Good God. And just to really put a little cherry on top of this wonderful dessert, Kid Rock is there. <laughs> because who doesn't want this to happen? The greatest rap collaboration in the history of collaborations, Kid Rock and Kanye West. <laughs> wow. I mean, I get Jim Brown because Jim Brown is actually a, a very uh, accomplished civil rights campaigner. Like, he, he was. was. He was huge in the civil rights uh, in the civil rights campaign uh, back in the, the 60s and 70s. I mean, the man's a legend. Mm. Mm -hmm. uh, and Kanye, uh, his uh, statements have been questionable at best hey. uh, recently. Well, you know, and uh, Kid Rock, I'm not sure hey. what he brings to the table here. Bow with a bow. Bow with a bow. Da bang, da bang, diggy, 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 said da boogie, said dump, jump, the boogie. Those lyrics don't write themselves. <laughs> That's all I'm going to say. Those lyrics don't write themselves. I mean, you have to be on just the right amount of Michelob <laughs> to get those lyrics out perfectly. I mean, he's a devil without a cause. What can I say? Of course he is. It is interesting, the juxtaposition here with the storm in Florida, uh, Hurricane Michael. Obviously, there, there was a massive storm the last time Kanye West got very political. That was Hurricane Katrina. Uh -huh. He was on television. This was for a charity drive. And he mentioned how George W. Bush hates black people. And doesn't care about black people. I believe he said hates black people. I think he said D George W. B George Bush does not care about black people. I'm pretty sure he said hates black people. I'm not sure. I mean, because, well, I mean, I really what I'm uh, just imagining in my mind is the uh, shocked look of Mike Myers. Uh, yes. And then the uncomfortable pan over to uh, Chris Tucker. So how has... <laughs> so how uh, time has changed. Yeah. Now we have a massive storm that just came and devastated a huge swing state yeah. in this country. 
Florida. So politically, you would think Donald Trump would be a little bit more uh, aggressive when it comes to his response. At the very least, get on camera, get in front of the cameras and talk to the American people and do what presidents usually do, which is try to tell people it's going to be okay and um, kind of reaffirm our belief that they have some sort of relief coming. Mm -hmm. And, you know, they're they're working on it. FEMA has improved immensely. I will say that. Yeah. Um, Although don't tell Puerto Rico that. Um, But nonetheless, (laughs) so they are currently dining again. Kid Rock, Kushner, Ivanka. Jim Brown, Donald Trump, and they are eating. Not that this really matters, but I think it's kind of an interesting picture, again, given the fact that people are devastated and crying outside of their houses as they lay in rubble. They're eating roasted chicken and fingerling potatoes. (laughs) I also don't think Donald Trump should ever eat anything called fingerling. (laughs) I think that got him in trouble before in the past. So uh, so anyway, that's what's going on in the... Life and times of the reality show president that is the Donald Trump presidency. So let's talk a little bit here uh, also about Nikki Haley. Yeah, she's not. Yeah, real big news here and surprising news. Surprising news. Absolutely. Of course, she was the ambassador to the U.N. She was there for two years. She uh, she she had two big assemblies with the U.N. That's basically, you know, she did her job. I think that she said, I've had enough. I've accomplished everything I had to accomplish. She got out relatively unscathed from the Trump White House. Usually it's an exit where Donald Trump tweets you out the door and he defames you and says you're an idiot and you're a loser and then that idiot and loser goes and writes a tell-all book or they leave in handcuffs. One of those two conclusions uh, tend to be how people leave the White House, but not Nikki Haley. She actually got out relatively unscathed. She was able to maintain an independent voice. I'm not sure if this is going to hurt her politically or help her politically. Now she does have foreign policy experience, which I suppose it is good if you want to run uh, in a national election. So she's gone, and some of the names being thrown out there right now, this gal who works for Goldman Sachs, Dina Powell, they're talking about her. Of course, Donald Trump floated his own daughter, Ivanka Trump, but said he couldn't. I can't do that. They'd accuse me of nepotism because it's nepotism. So it's just yeah, it's just so it funny how you like they'll accuse me of the thing I'm doing. I yeah, can't yeah. do it. So you, you see how my back's against the wall? Yeah, they'll accuse me. I, I mean, it, it's what he's essentially saying is they're going to call me out on my bullshit, even right. though it's not bullshit because I'm doing it and everything that I do is, of course, right. And it's your fault that I'm wrong. If she had a bunch of experience in Washington, yeah. in politics, I would say, all right, yeah. give yeah. it a shot. But it doesn't. No, oh, it's, my all te- it's all textbook narcissism. It's, it's your nonsense. fault that I'm wrong. It is total nonsense. So Nikki Haley, a lot of people are saying, you know, she was sort of, uh, I know there's politically, I don't know why, politically she's interesting because of course in 2011, she hopped on the Tea Party wave. Yeah. She really did. She, she did what she had to do to get elected. And then in South Carolina, of course, that was where she was the governor. She also took down the Confederate flag outside of, um, outside of their state house. And that was really controversial. So she's sort of, you know, kind of got her toe in both. Of course, in 2011, you listen to some of that rhetoric that she was spouting about Barack Obama, mm. and that was straight out of the Tea Party playbook. Uh, extremely inflammatory and certainly when it comes to dog whistle politics uh, they were certainly barking Mm. and that's what helped her get elected but then again as i mentioned taking down the confederate flag was a really big deal and i believe that she has also said she would be willing to take down the confederate statues of course south carolina the state of the unite the right march from Mm. what was that two years ago now year and a half ago thereabouts year and a half 
which led to an immense amount of violence. So Nikki Haley is gone. We'll wait to see who he puts in there. For the U.N., it might just be one of these corporate stooges from Goldman Sachs. Mm -hmm. Or uh, I know another one of the uh, people that he's looking at is a a woman who was, uh, you know, it's another leftover from the Bush administration. Uh, Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh, we're continuing along the path of, uh, you know, of course, Donald Trump criticizing George W. Bush uh, throughout George W. Bush's uh, presidency and, of course, throughout the campaign in which he tried to pair Jeb Bush with his brother George as much as humanly possible. Right. And just like uh, just like Trump installing John Bolton, uh, <sighs> possibly one of the uh, most culpable people in uh, the Bush administration. Yes. Uh, now he's just continuing down that streak. Absolutely. Well, I think he is at the bottom of the barrel when it comes to choosing people who want to work in this administration and people who are competent enough or at the very least pass the test with a C uh, to have a position. So we'll see who he ends up uh, choosing there in the future. Just going back briefly to Saudi Arabia, and then we'll break down some Senate races. It is going to be difficult for the Dems. Next week, we're going to cover Congress. That's a little bit more uplifting, but we're going to break down some of that some of the situations happening across the country. Mm. All right, so the crown prince of Saudi Arabia. Let's just talk about this story really quick because it is uh, it's 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 alarming. Uh, the fact that uh, Donald Trump hasn't come out and sided with the United States and the intelligence agencies of, around the world, saying that this was an assassination. So the crown prince of Saudi Arabia. Again, this dude's name is Mohammed bin Salman. He ordered an operation to lure Washington Post columnist Jamal Khashoggi back to Saudi Arabia from his home in Virginia and then detain him. But they did not detain him. They killed him. Now, some people, this happened at the consulate. Some people think this may have been a, um, for all intents and purposes, a kidnapping gone wrong. Yeah. And they ended up just murdering him on accident, I guess. It happens. It That'll happen. (laughs) That'll happen. That'll happen. (laughs) So uh, it really is alarming that the president hasn't said anything about this. Again, a United States citizen. I have a feeling, and maybe I'm wrong, but I have a feeling if his name was Michael Smith, Uh we would be hearing about this story. But the fact that he doesn't have a traditional Western American name, and I'm just speculating, it might not be on the forefront of Donald Trump's mind to care about him. Well, it's not true that uh, he hasn't said anything at all about it because he did talk about it on Fox and friends this morning here's a a quote from that he said uh, and this is after he said that u.s saudi relations quote are excellent excellent uh this is another quote from him we're being very tough and we have investigators over there and we're working with turkey and frankly we're working with saudi arabia he went in and it doesn't look like he came out it certainly it certainly doesn't look like he's around and then you just cut to what is it steve Ducey? (laughs) oh that's mighty fine mr president (laughs) boy isn't that a shame isn't that doesn't look like he came out huh but then the saudis they're so i mean this is 1984 over there without the technology they're just like he exited he had a great he left yeah. he had a great time he had a dinner with kid rock as a matter of fact <laughs> right there at the consulate so uh the fact that he has not sided once again with the united states no. and choosing to side with saudi arabia obviously an ally and i can't say uh that any former administrations have been nearly hard enough on saudi arabia because they got that sweet brown gold they got that sweet oil that we love so much that they do but and now of course they have the wwe as well nice 
Ugh, not so nice. They don't let the women wrestle. They all, they don't let Sami Zayn wrestle because he's a wrong. I forget what sect of Muslim he is, but uh-huh. they don't like him. Wow. So whenever they go over there, it's like a quarter. Yeah, it's like seventy percent of the roster because they don't let women nor anyone with a religious affiliation. They don't like wrestle in front of them. They're still as backwards as it can possibly be. Yeah, of course. And uh, obviously, after nine eleven, the fact that they weren't even mentioned really when it came when it comes to who did it. Yeah, uh, is really atrocious. It's, I believe what, on nine eleven the attacks were perpetrated by the Taliban by 12 Saudi Arabian citizens, but they're all in Afghanistan, so we gotta go to Afghanistan. That's where we have to really bring the pain. I think it was like 17, wasn't it? 17 of the 19? It was 17 of the 19. Yes, It was the bulk of the people. (laughs) I'd say it was the bulk of the people there. Hey there, everyone. Marcus Parks here for Quip. Tell me something. Are you brushing your teeth correctly? Brushing your teeth is one of the most important things you do every day for your health, yet most of us aren't brushing for long enough, forget to switch sides, or use old toothbrushes. Now, everybody knows from listening to the shows, I have terrible teeth, or at least I had terrible teeth, because thanks to Quip, I'm brushing better. Quip is a small, stylish electric toothbrush that does away with the clunky chargers and wires of other brands. Quip runs for three months on a single charge and comes with a multi-use cover that mounts to your mirror and unmounts to use as a travel cover, making keeping your teeth clean and breath minty fresh easy wherever life takes you. Many people brush their teeth too hard. Some electric toothbrushes are much too abrasive, but not Quip. Quip uses sensitive sonic vibrations to make sure you get a good deep clean while still being gentle on your gums. Three out of four brushers use bristles that are old, worn out, ineffective, and let's be honest, kind of gross. Quip automatically delivers new brush heads on a dentist-recommended schedule every three months for just five bucks. Quip is one of the first electric toothbrushes accepted by the American Dental Association and has thousands of verified five-star reviews. Now I'll say this, you know, like like I said, like earlier, like my 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 teeth are I've had problems in the past, but Quip has really helped me change out my brushes on time. You know, remembering to change your brushes, it can be a real chore, but Quip does the remembering for me. That's why I love Quip and why they're backed by over 20,000 dental professionals. Quip starts at just $25, and if you go to getquip.com slash top hat right now, you get your first refill pack for free with a Quip electric toothbrush. That's your first refill pack free at getquip.com slash top hat. Well, Donald Trump uh, going with Saudi Arabia, it just follows the same pattern that we've seen throughout his presidency of siding with the strongman. Yes, he loves it. You know, he loves the strongman. He he loves dictators. He loves people who don't listen to anybody else besides their own gut mm. uh, and kill their opponents. Uh, that's what he loves. He loves dictators who openly murder that's what he. That's what he wishes he could do. And how fun would it be? How fun would that be? Public executions. Donald Trump wants to bring them back. No, I'm just joking. He does not want to bring them back. Although, if we floated the idea and we're like, you could, he might. You know, well, maybe, you know, maybe. Uh, uh, who knows? That, who knows? That would be a great uh, climax to the military parade. A public execution. Wouldn't yeah. you love it? And no. that is something he called for when it comes to the Central Park Five. He basically called for that. Yes, he took uh, out an entire ad in the New York Times. Right. Uh, to uh, call for the execution of the Central Park Five. Go oh. look into that case. It's a fascinating case, but yeah, go go check it out, especially if you've been, been enjoying our uh, West Memphis Three yes. story. Uh, go check out the Central Park Five. It is uh, an extremely similar tale uh, that did mm-hmm. not have... Uh, it did not have, I would say, the uh, benefit of... Uh, 
rock stars behind it. It was a, a little bit more under the radar. It was still a pretty big case. Well, there was it was a pretty big case. They it was had a big quite case. a few people in the uh, in the hip hop community and the African American community. It was a big case for them. But you're right, it didn't get mainstreamed until the documentary. Yeah. Once again, another reminder: uh, when you shed light on things, oftentimes uh, the truth can reveal itself. So uh, yes, the Central Park Five case, fascinating. Uh, take a look at that. And thank you all so much for listening to our West Memphis Three episodes. Those have been absolutely phenomenal well we're we're about to release uh, part Ooh. two tomorrow so i'm uh, i'm yes. looking i've been really enjoying this series absolutely and of course uh, that that full page ad that donald trump took out paid for by his father if you haven't followed up on that story continue to look at that new york times story regarding his taxes uh, that'll be interesting to see what they end up finding they say he got well over 400 million bucks from his father but we covered that on the last episode okay <sighs> what are the attack ads going to look like in 2020 are they going to be able mm. to pluck in what are they going to pluck what is even attack? how is it going to be any different than to every day <laughs> i don't even know like attack ads are so like vanilla now yeah it's blase it's uh, it's blase okay. yeah yeah it doesn't matter um, all right, so let's move on to the Senate. Obviously, November 6th, a big day in America. Should be a national holiday, if mm. you ask this guy right here. This guy, too. Two guys. All right, <laughs> very good. And uh, we have the Senate. Now, I'm going to go break down. A, now, these are just a couple of key races. There are a total of 33 seats uh, that are up for election, or 33 people that are up for uh, re-election in the Senate. Obviously, every two years, they do one-third of the Senate. So some of the safe seats in the Senate, I'm going to go through a couple of safe seats right now, specifically uh, for the Democrats. Uh, Tammy Baldwin, she's going against this gal. Leah Volkmer, and uh, she is out of Wisconsin. Safe for Tammy Baldwin. She should be okay. And there's also a tight governor's race going on in Wisconsin right now uh, with Scott Walker. Of course, Scott Walker, a very controversial governor in Wisconsin. He's breaking up the unions, specifically the teachers' union. I think there is a lot of corruption in unions, but not when it comes to the teachers' union. Uh, teachers are constantly maligned. They need more money. On average, they make $35,000 to $55,000 a year. 77% of teachers are women. When we talk about the gender pay gap which i was supposed to talk about this week on television news but then the storm bumped me yeah you know i'm a victim <laughs> every day i wake up and i say how can i be a victim today yeah the storm bumped me but when we talk about the uh pay gap we also have to remember jobs that tend to be populated by women they just don't pay as much for those positions. So then they have the caveat. People say, well, it's not because we don't pay them the same as men. It's because they're in professions that don't get paid as much. So it's so systemic. Yeah. It's so systemic Systemic that teachers, uh, because it's mostly uh, occupied by women, they just figure, oh, we can give them way, way, way less than they deserve. 35000 bucks a year for a teacher buying their own school supplies in schools that are crumbling. It's pathetic. So Scott Walker got a lot of a lot of heat for the breaking up of the unions, and he's so bought and sold uh, by huge corporations. He did get a large company over there, which some people think was good. I think it was the Foxconn deal, which was a, a winner in many ways. Um, but he has been a stain uh, on the state of Wisconsin, in my personal opinion. And I was just down there recently, and you get people drunk at a bar, hell, if even when they're sober at the bar, before they get drunk, they'll let you know what they think of Scott Walker, and they don't like him very much. Mm. So he's going against this guy, Tony Evers, and that is currently a toss-up, which is a big deal. 
because of course he uh, won election, then he he won a recall. So he has won multiple times in the state. So this guy, Tony Evers, looks to be doing uh, some good in the state of Wisconsin, perhaps being able to unseat Governor Scott Walker. But let's get back to the Senate again. Tammy Baldwin, totally safe. Bob Casey out of Pennsylvania. He's going against this guy, Lou Barrett. He's up by an, uh, an average of 15 points. He's safe. Debbie Stabenow out of Michigan. So they got those seats. Those are completely safe. Now, semi-safe states, uh, these are where the Democrats have to pick up. They need to pick up multi, at least three of these because mm. in order to get the majority in the Senate, and it's going to be really difficult because they also have to hold in states like Missouri, where Claire McCaskill is going against this guy, Josh Howley, a former AG of the state of Missouri. He's polling... Uh, up one point, it's basically, again, a toss-up. But yeah. they need to hold all of those states that are toss-ups right now and then pick up some. So let's go to a place, Texas, where there was some hope in Beto O'Rourke going against Ted Cruz. If the Repo- if the Democrats were able to take Texas, it would be huge. Yeah. I mean, absolutely Especially huge. taking down that fucking goblin. It would be fun to see him lose. And then he'd be like, now what am I going to do with all my tonsil hockeys? <laughs> Remember that tonsil hockey? Yeah, yeah, the ton- yeah, the tonsil stone that came out that he uh, flicked his tongue out like a lizard to lick up and and swallow. Yeah, <laughs> but then he didn't <laughs> do he it like quick a- at all. Yeah, it was. That yeah, was creepy. It, it was. It was real creepy. No, I. I One of the scariest things I've ever seen. Yeah, I would love for O'Rourke to come out on top over over uh, Ted Cruz because I, I like O'Rourke's. Uh, I like his whole thing. I, he was, I like O'Rourke's. Uh, I like his attitude. I like his policies. Uh, and he I in hate a punk band. Yeah. Oh yeah. No, that's cool. Uh-huh. And I hate. Ted Cruz. There like, you go. So, so much. Well, I, I don't have great news for you. Yeah, uh, Ted I know. Cruz has. I know. Been, I've been following. He's it. been he's been picking up a little bit of momentum as we talked about before. You know, as these as the elections get closer, most people they they sniff around and then they tend to come back home. Yeah. And if if you already voted for Ted Cruz twice, most likely you're going to vote for him again because you don't want to admit that you were wrong twice. Yeah. So Ted Cruz, he looks to be polling right now around five to seven points ahead of Beto, Beto but it, it it doesn't. Who knows? You know, that should not discourage you to get out there and vote because who the hell knows? Turnout uh, is going to be high. Yeah. I believe turnout's going to be high. I think turnout's um, definitely going to be high. And that no matter where you are, just go out and vote. Even if you live in one of these districts with safe seats, go out and vote. Make your well, make your voice heard. Always. That's the great thing about these statewide elections. That's the fun thing about the Senate. That's why it's a little bit more difficult to get change over in the Senate. But your voice does matter no matter where you live, as opposed to the congressional districts we'll cover uh, next week where they're so gerrymandered and redistricted, oftentimes with majority-minority districts. I mean, the way that they do it, they silence a lot of uh, the opposing party, yeah. obviously, the way they do that. But you already all know that. So it looks to be in favor of Ted Cruz. The Democrats, if they could pull that off, that would be a miracle. So here are some of the toss-up states that, that could really go either way. In Tennessee, Phil Bredersen, he's going against Marsha Blackburn. Now, this is an interesting story or an interesting campaign. It just got thrust into the spotlight by who? Taylor Swift. Oh. T Swift, of course, a resident of Tennessee, openly came out and supported uh, Bresden 
And this is the first time she's really ever been political. Hmm. You know, she's gotten a lot of criticism for not standing up to Donald Trump. She got a lot of criticism um, for some people said she was silent during the Me Too movement. She was on the cover, I believe, of Time magazine. And some people said she didn't deserve that. But my girlfriend wrote a great article uh, for The New York Post about how she did. Uh, some wonderful things. She sued a man, for example, for sexual harassment, a DJ in Canada. Yeah, I remember that. And sued that. him for a buck. She's just like, I just want I just want everyone to know. So she sued him for a dollar. She doesn't need his freaking money. Mm-hmm. Um, so she has stood up for, for women's rights and for herself. She came out as a Democrat, or at the very least, against Marsha Blackburn. Marsha Blackburn is one of these politicians who, first of all, she's more Trump than Trump in some ways. Mm. Her rhetoric is extremely hostile. Tennessee is not Arkansas. No. Tennessee is not Alabama. It, it is, it's not quite purple. It's a little bit more red. But Marsha Blackburn's policy, uh, politics, I think she's a little extreme for the state. So Phil Bresden, he has a shot there. And since Taylor Swift came out and endorsed him, voter registration went through the roof. Yeah. So it really is. She did have an impact there. And we'll see if it's going to be enough uh, to sway that election and bring that to the Democrats. They're going to need it. They are going to need anything they can possibly get uh, if they want to take the Senate. Another toss-up state. Now, this is where the incumbent is Dean Heller. We're, uh, we're talking about Nevada. He's going against this gal, Jackie Rosen. Now, Dean Heller, of course, he's one of these guys, um, kind of a moderate, but then also he, he, he dips his toe in the Tea Party. So he's kind of a fluid guy, mm. um, but he is not... It's not extremely loved in Nevada. So Jackie Rosen looks like she has a chance uh, to unseat him. Again, they're going to have to do it. And then we have Missouri. Now, this is a state that's that's quite worrisome for the Democrats. Claire McCaskill, of course, she's an establishment figure. She's been there. Oh, my God. How long has she been there? 30 years, for crying out loud? Yeah. She's going against this guy, Josh Howley. Again, as I mentioned, Howley used to be the AG of Missouri. He's got great name recognition. He's really hitting her hard um, with a lot of slam ads, a lot of, you know, he's running more of it. Uh, it's one of those situations where he's running as a change candidate because she's been there for so long. Yeah. So it's really scary there for the state of Missouri when it comes to uh, to that race. If the Dems end up losing that, again, I'll tell, tell more about the states they're going to need to pick up. Another scary state for the Dems. Let's go to Tina Smith. Tina Smith, and she is running against Karen Housley. Karen Housley is the wife of a famous NHL player, huh. and uh, she's quite well known around the state of uh, Minnesota. So she's making this a really competitive race. Of course, Tina Smith, this is a special election for Tina Smith after Al Franken was forced to resign. And now this is the special election to see if she's going to uh, hold that seat for the remainder of his term. Of course, the um, election would be 2020. And it's really, really close. And again, Karen Housley, she's got a lot of name recognition around the state. So if the Dems end up, honestly, that would just really piss me off. Because I just feel like that would be such a loss, yeah. you know, for the state of Minnesota. A waste. It would be such a waste. And if they give that seat to the Republicans, the Senate is really what you want. The House is great. You know, the controls the purse, all this stuff. You can do a lot. You can say no to a lot of stuff. Difficult to get a budget through. It can be a massive pain in the ass uh, for the president of the United States. Or you can be a real thorn in his side. But my God, once you get the Senate, now you got some much more power mm. in many ways, as we just saw with the Kavanaugh confirmation. You get to do things uh, like put people on the Supreme Court. By the way, if you want to throw up in your mouth, 
Uh, Donald Trump, it is possible he appoints four Supreme Court justices in a, which is, anyway, never mind. Don't throw up in your mouth. <laughs> yeah, Forget yeah, about that, it. Let's, let's not, let's, <laughs> it's one of those uh, what ifs that keep you up at night that you don't, yeah, don't really like need to think about. You know, like, hey, what what if you you walk outside and get hit by a car tomorrow? That's a, that what sort if? of thing. Yeah, yeah, what if? What if? So uh, there's no reason to think about those sorts of what ifs. And but so, yes. it is reason to think uh, that this could be a very important election. And again, you need to go out and vote no matter what so Tina's, no matter what you go out and vote this election and i saw i was at a levi's store and they were selling shirts that say vote but that's not voting <laughs> just because you buy the shirt no no no. We're i voted rocking, i bought the shirt we're not rocking the boat here <laughs> we're, we're, rock the vote. yeah not rocking the vote you got to actually no, go way, out and vote rock the vote no one voted no one voted they just went to the concert i think it was the lowest voter turnout ever in that like in the rock the vote election i don't think they rocked the vote they did not rock the and vote. as a matter of fact there's really nothing rocking about voting it's quite boring you got to go to an elementary school for the first time unless of course you're a pervert in which case uh <laughs> You've been there before, uh-huh. um, and oh, it's just no, kind I of go boring. to the Polish Cultural Center. Hey, good. Yeah, yeah, quite exciting. I love it. <laughs> hey there, Marcus Sparks here again for software advice. Look, if I'm having issues with my plumbing, I call a plumber, and if I'm having issues with my car, I talk to a mechanic. And if you're like me, you probably know the same amount about plumbing and cars as you do software. That's why I'm excited to tell you about my go-to people, software advice. When it comes to picking the right software for your business, software advice has done all the research for you. Their team of advisors can point you in the right direction so you can start working more effectively right away. And it's absolutely free. Just go to softwareadvice.com slash Abe, that's A-B-E, and answer a few short questions about your business. You'll be connected with an advisor to discuss the best software options for your needs. Talking to an advisor takes just 10 minutes or less. Whether you're a construction manager, a medical professional, an HR pro, you name it, Software Advice will save you time and help you make a more informed decision. And if you're an entrepreneur like us or you work solo, Software Advice is a great way to get an expert opinion even without the resources of a big company. These experts are ready to be your on-call go-to team to help you figure out business software in minutes for free. Why wouldn't you start here in the software struggle today? Go to softwareadvice.com slash Abe to get started. That's softwareadvice.com slash Abe to connect with an advisor for free. Softwareadvice.com slash Abe, A-B-E. The thing that's worrisome in Minnesota, Tina Smith, she has not been elected uh, yet. She hasn't had a general election and her name recognition is actually lower than Miss Housley. Again, with Karen Housley being uh, well known in the state as uh, the wife of a uh, of a former NHL player. And of course, she's you know well established in her own right. Indiana, uh, we have Donnelly going against Braun. Now, Donnelly has been one of these Democrats that's he's. He's kind of like a Joe Manchin, but not quite as Joe Manchin as Joe Manchin is. Of course, Joe Manchin trying to protect his own hide in West Virginia. Difficult to be a Democrat in a state where Trump won by 40 percentage points. So he's doing what he has to do in his own mind to uh, stay in power. And I would not be surprised if he just ends up switching parties and becomes a Republican. I would not be surprised if that happens. Certainly wouldn't be the first time. I believe Charlie Crist uh, did a similar thing out in Florida. So that's a close race. Again, a race that the Donnelly is the incumbent, a race that the Dems must hold. But Braun is coming in. He's got that Tea Party support. He's got that Trump support. 
And states like Indiana, you know, I'm telling you, we, we heard, if you get a chance, listen to Kanye West when he was in the White House today. Listen to him talking about when he puts on the MAGA hat, make America great again. When he puts on that hat, he feels power. He talks about this. He talks about yeah. how he didn't have a dad. He talks about how he's around feminine energy all day. So he really likes the way that Trump makes him feel masculine. Just things that we know. I understand. Got it. Yeah. Um, but that doesn't mean that you should fall for it. You but know, it's nice to hear someone say it out loud, though. It's it's yes. nice to hear someone uh, come. I will say this. Kanye West is very transparent. Yeah, he is. But it, it's really nice to hear someone like self-aware enough uh, to say, I do this because it makes me feel powerful yeah, and because yeah. I'm threatened by the women around me. I need some help to bring my masculinity back That's because it. I don't have enough confidence in myself uh, to just live a life. Right. You know, like to just just live your life. You know that, and you know he's admitting that uh, he doesn't have that, and he needs a uh, a red hat to make him feel that. Yes, I understand. And uh, just a brief update: they're I mean, on to the wine now. <laughs> uh, no, they're on, they're on to the aperitif. Aperitif at, yeah. at the lunch. Yeah, yeah, Kid yeah. Rock is drinking Boone's Farm for mm-hmm. his aperitif. And uh, God knows what everyone else is drinking. Donald Trump's just drinking Diet Coke. Of course. He's sober he, through all this, you know. Yeah, he's uh, yeah through every single bit of this. He is always amazing? sober. Think about think about that for a second. All right. Now, also, so that's that's Indiana. Braun coming in again. Uh, this, that's going to be a doozy in a state like that for a Democrat in this era now where Trump and his, Trumpism, this anti-Trumpism, it's dead. Yeah. Trumpism is the it's the way of the land and it's, it's become the, it's it, it republicanism be, now. It's republicanism and it's just been so norm it's normalized yeah. which again not normal nothing happening is normal no don't forget that and and times will change so that's going to be a tough seat for the dems to hold let's go to florida we have bill nelson versus former governor rick scott rick scott he has uh you know he's got a lot of support a lot of name recognition bill nelson is it this is another one of those really weird races where rick scott is again sort of running as a change candidate despite the fact he's been a politician for many years but Bill Nelson has been there. He's another one of these old timers. When you listen to him talk, I'm not quite sure if he's relating to the people of Florida quite well enough. Rick Scott was out there when it came to the one thing about the storm, Hurricane Michael. Mm-hmm. It gave these politicians, such as Andrew Gillum, who was also running for governor of Florida against Ron DeSantis. I'll just pepper this in with the governors, I guess. Gillum looks to be doing fairly well against Ron DeSantis. He is, of course, the Democrat Ron DeSantis, the really in bed with Trump Republican. He looks to be up by roughly six percentage points. So that looks good. And of course, he was the mayor of Tallahassee, mm. Florida, where uh, FSU is located and where all of our friends went to college. Yeah. So you can think. Thank the great school of FSU for all the humor. <laughs> Isn't that right? Yeah, for all this bullshit. For over, all the good humor. Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, Rick Scott's very interesting right he now is. in relation to uh, the hurricane. Uh, because, you know, as I was saying earlier, uh, not, we're not able to tell the intensity of the hurricanes because of the warming of, you know, the Gulf of Mexico and mm-hmm. the warming of ocean waters all over uh, the world. And those ocean waters are being warmed through climate change. And Rick Scott uh, reportedly tried to ban or actually Mm-mm. did ban 
ban the words global warming and climate change from state documents and websites. He denies this allegation, Hmm. uh, but Rick Scott is definitely one of those guys that uh, ignores everything having to do with uh, climate change despite being uh, an official in a state, in one of the states in America that is most affected by climate change. I don't like the words banned. I don't like banned <laughs> words. I never like that when officials start banning words no, like Vince McMahon. Bad. Yeah. By the way, Vince McMahon has banned a lot of weird words like in what? the WWE. You can't call them belts. You have to call them <laughs> titles. You can't say, uh, you can't call them uh, wrestlers. You have to call them superstars, divas, or stars. Weird. You can't call them fans. You have to call them like Kevin Owens fans. You can't call them jabronis. <laughs> no, he banned. Vince McMahon is just off his rocker yeah. and is just making a lot of executive orders that are just don't make any sense nope. and don't make the matches any better. New Japan Pro Wrestling is where it's at. Kenny Omega, hello. All right. Nice. So that's Florida. Dems, uh, this is a seat that they have to hold once again. And let's go to Arizona. Now, this is uh, this is to fill uh, the vacancy from John McCain. Martha McSally is going against Kirsten Semina. Martha McSally is the Republican. Kirsten is the Democrat. Martha McSally was the first female Air Force pilot. So she's got a large, a, a long record of military history. And she was also the candidate um, that was endorsed by the McCains. And so the McCains, they had a lot of power in the state of Arizona. They know how to get out the vote. They know where the money is. They have all the establishment ties you could possibly need. And let's not forget it could be worse in Arizona, even if Martha McSally wins, which, uh, you know, obviously, again, the Dems, they need the seat. But she was running against Kelly Ward and Joe Arpaio. Ugh. And if one of those two, well, honestly, if one of those two won, most likely cinema uh, would have a, a walk in unless she doesn't. And then I just can't. I don't want to risk a, an Arpaio or a Kelly Ward. No, they are crazy. So that's going to be a difficult race. Um, but and definitely one to watch. So let's take a look now at the states that the Dems have to hold. Okay, so in Wisconsin, they got to hold. They got to hold Wisconsin. They got to hold Pennsylvania. They got to hold Michigan. Those look to be pretty safe. They have to hold Missouri, Minnesota, Indiana, Florida. Those four states, those are up for grabs. And to win all four of those, to run the table on that, that's not going to be easy to do. No. And then they also must flip Arizona, Texas, Tennessee, or Nevada. So they got to win out in all those four states. And Claire McCaskill, I mean, this is going to be tough. And then they've got to win. They've got to flip Texas, which isn't looking great. Tennessee, which is a real possibility. I think Nevada's a possibility. Arizona, not so much. So let's say they just, let's say they, let's say the Republican wins Arizona, the Republican wins Texas. Dems take Tennessee and Nevada, but then they lose, for example, uh, to Claire McCaskill loses in Missouri, and let's say Donnelly loses in Indiana. We're right back to where we are. Yeah. So they need to run the table and then pick up. That's why it's so hard to see the Democrats taking the Senate. It is, you know, when you see people think about it, they're like, it's 51-49, just move it over. <laughs> just try, just pop it on over there. But that's why it's so difficult. And that's why there is a lot of speculation saying that actually the Republicans um, could pick up Senate seats. Again, it could get worse. It could get worse, uh, unless you're a Republican, in which case, I suppose it could get better for you. So the Republicans, uh, they must hold Texas, Nevada, Arizona, Tennessee. And if they do that and pick up Florida and Indiana and Missouri, then they're looking at a 50, that'll be around 53 uh, to, what is that, 53, 47? 
Um, so that's possible that that could happen. So that's what's going on right now regarding the Senate. But again, uh, who knows what's going to happen as far as the get out the vote efforts uh, from the left. It does seem to be it seems like everyone is energized. I don't know if people are so fed up with Donald Trump that they're going to stay home. Trump supporters are going to stay home, specifically women. I don't know. But anyway, that's just a breakdown of the Senate, some of the key races in the Senate and uh, some of the difficulties that the Dems have moving forward, but also uh, some possibilities there. I mean, who the hell knows what's going to happen November 6th? Make sure to get out and vote because your vote really does matter in these statewide elections. Vote. I bought the shirt. (laughs) I already bought the shirt. We're getting close, folks. So this is usually, honestly, I know people have been talking about politics for two years now, ever since 2016, November 8th. Um, But now this is where people really start to pay attention. And that's why we're starting to see the polls either tighten or widen. Mm -hmm. That's why, you know, Beto O'Rourke, as I mentioned earlier, it looked really good. He was up by a couple of points in some polls. And uh, as as it gets closer again, I just uh, who knows what the hell is going to happen in Texas. And speaking of politics, uh, I read an article on Axios the other day uh, that talked about uh, how much media companies are doubling down on politics. Uh, How many uh, like The Washington Post is hiring, I think, Oh, six yeah. new reporters for the 2020 race to come uh and the they say that uh at every on every news website the politics tab uh gets the most clicks and yeah. they've increased exponentially uh since 2016 and it's only growing so it's uh they call it you know the reality show that now that politics now are yeah uh, and that people is, are the, the ratings are through the roof on politics yeah buddy haven't you listened to donald trump when he brags <laughs> about that they want me in office the, the media would hate if i left they would hate if i left and he is making i suppose he's making them some money uh yeah and he there is, is the dark side of of capitalism where you know for a fact there are some people despite uh the the facade of being left-leaning or whatever it is who are quite thrilled uh with the uh with the financial kickbacks they're getting from the White House or just from the Trump White House, rather. Um, all right. Well, that is those are some key races to watch in the Senate. If you want to follow this stuff, I mean, obviously, you guys all know technology even better than I do. But Real Clear Politics, it's it's a great source uh, for the most up to date polling information. And again, you, can we trust the polls? Who the hell knows? Who knows because in this day and age. some of them are still uh-huh. using landlines. Um, so there's a lot of people being like, I'd like Coolidge. I'm like, well, he's he's well dead, man. Oh, I'll tail to Eisenhower. Um, so anyway, uh, so yeah, can you trust the polls? Can you not trust the polls? That's up for debate. Certainly, if you look at these outlier polls, uh, such as Rasmussen, I don't know what it's It's just so funny. If you break down the poll of polls, Rasmussen has Donald Trump at 51 percentage points, like uh, approval, you know. Yeah. And then every other poll, it's about 53 percent approved, 51 disapproved. Rasmussen is the only outlier. It really depends on the questions, the way the questions are framed. Who are they talking to? How are they contacting them? There's so many variables now, as opposed to when I was in college, where it literally was calling landlines. Yeah. And uh, and that's how you use the poll. And they were relatively scientific within three percentage points. That's what you want, too, ladies uh, and gentlemen. If you see a, if you see a poll that's like plus seven, uh, that's totally not scientific because no. that's plus 14. Um, so you want to you we want to have it plus three or beneath that's scientifically um, viable. Other than that, and I've seen polls like that where they just and it's like, what, what's the point of this? Mm-hmm. And they still write a stupid little headline about their polling data that doesn't make any sense or mean anything. Um, all right. So next week, 
We are going to cover the congressional elections. This is going to be huge. Elections, November 6th, elections will be held to elect representatives from all 435 congressional districts. And this is a place where I do think the Dems could pick up some seats. Yes. And hey, baby steps, folks, just to get just just to get a small check uh, would be great on this administration because as we've seen time and time again, uh, Republicans they're either resigning like Jeff Flake and uh, Paul Ryan, or they're just going along with the show, and that is happening as we see now with Lindsey Graham just totally buying into Trumpism, and of course he's doing it for the country. Mm. Thank you so much, Lindsey. This is of course a man who had his number given out publicly by Donald Trump. I mean that. That campaign couldn't have been worse. Uh, but nonetheless, and the fact that John McCain, the now deceased John McCain, was ridiculed until the very end by Donald Trump and Lindsey Graham, supposedly his best friend, and I'm sure he was his best friend. But the fact that I couldn't, Marcus, if someone was mean to you like that, I wouldn't be friends with them. I wouldn't either. And I'd tell him to F off. Yeah. <laughs> You're After, being mean to me. You're being mean to me. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about that. That's good. Um, I right. think about it at least once a week and like kind of giggle to myself. You're being mean to me. <laughs> That'll happen. All right, everyone. Well, thank you all so much for uh, listening to the show today. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope you had a nice commute. I hope you got wherever you were going. Or if you're just at your house cleaning or sitting down, getting stoned or drinking a couple of beers and listening to the political news of the week, I hope you're doing well. Mm -hmm. And of course, best wishes to everybody out there in Florida or anybody that has friends and family in Florida. We uh, sincerely hope that everyone's okay. And and I definitely know when it when it comes to natural disasters, uh, even when you do survive, you still have a a hell of a mess to clean up and your entire life can be destroyed. So our our uh, our best wishes to everybody out there that that's dealing with uh, destruction. Absolutely. Uh, Just absolutely horrible. Um, All right, everyone. Well, thank you all so much for listening. Hail yourselves, and we will talk to you soon. In a fast-paced world, every day brings new challenges and new opportunities. At Strayer University, we know a thing or two about getting and staying ahead of change. For over 130 years, we've been providing students like you with innovative tools and customized support. So you can find your way forward and always keep striving. Visit Strayer.edu to learn more. Strayer University is certified to operate in Virginia by CHEV and has many campuses, including at 2121 15th Street North in Arlington, Virginia.